The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. Good morning again, everyone. This is Dwayne Henry filling in for Neville James on Analyze This on 93.1 WTGX Radio, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. Uh, before we continue with our guests from the Cane Roots Art Gallery, Miss Sonia Dean and our visiting artist, I should say, uh, McCustin Holder, uh, but let me remind you, WTGX presents the return of the Taste of Two Islands it's a culinary feast for the season. It's going to be on December 14th at uh, the MCM Center, which is at Antilles School on St. Thomas, uh, 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. Early bird tickets for 50 bucks. Only 50 bucks are still available until November 14th. And you can get those at Chelsea Drug Store in Red Hook, Barefoot Buddha in Haven Site, Bonitas Cantina in Niski. Or you can purchase online through PayPal at wtjx.org slash taste or call 340-774-6255. And Taste of Two Islands is sponsored by First Bank, Bellas International, West Indies Company, uh, Antilly School, Cardo Wine and Spirits, Virgin Islands Lottery, Virgin Islands Housing Authority, and the Virgin Islands Office of Highway Safety. So... We're back with uh, Sonia Dean and, and, and Augustine Kevin Holder. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Sonia, you wanted to talk about opposite sides. It's a it's a very important time to talk about opposite sides. So, in July, um, Augustine and I have been talking about this process and this exhibit for months from the time. <laughs> yes, yeah, since January, since Correct. he's been painting. So when I started seeing the work and him bringing the work over in July and we laid it out in the gallery, and this is also part of the process. When you own an art gallery and you're working with an artist, it's really important and it's very special when you are so ahead of your timeline that you can work with an artist to see the work and present it in the best way possible. Um, so in viewing the work, there was so much of it in terms of it that presented itself in terms of opposite sides. And I want to bring out one piece in particular that, two pieces actually, Madebe, which is um, the name for Nelson Mandela, and opposite sides really for me resonates. I, I remember the day Nelson Mandela walked out of prison. It was, it was 1990. I had my two-month-old on my lap and how much I cried um, as he walked out of prison that day. But Medebe, and you, you, you heard the people chant, but it took so much of opposite sides Correct. in apartheid to come to that moment and what took place after that. And then his other piece called The Cock, so you have this massive rooster, and next to the rooster is this very small house. 
And because of all of my time being spent in the United States, I, I left Guyana again, speaking of opposite sides. I left Guyana where I was born at 11. And I was in a bubble as a child at 11 because, again, I didn't realize what the opposite sides were between two parties, the PPP and the PNC, and all the upheaval that was happening around us. And that's why my parents said, oh, oh, it's time to go. We got to get out of here. So when you come to another opposite side, you come to this giant rooster, the cock, and you come to this small house. Boom, it brings me back to stateside, the House, the senators, the Congress people, and the majority of the people who rule over the House, they're men, the male figure, mm-hmm. the rooster, the cock, and the decisions that are made, again, tiny house, over issues that concern people, People whose lives they really, they try to get their votes, Mm -hmm. but they really have no idea what one is really happening in those houses, or they try to put their viewpoints or make their decisions on women's bodies. So all these things swirled around my head opposite sides mm-hmm. and that's not a peaceful opposite sides no, it, 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 it's it's a place where again you have this domination over men majority men not to say they aren't women mm-hmm. in these places in the house and the senate but they still dominate there's a group of men still predominantly dominating in those situations mm-hmm. and then the other two relevant opposite sides it's the war and i'll let you talk about those two pieces Uh, well you know again my collection was all through the calendar year 2023 so as you said inspiration we as a nation was consumed by war and what the conflict that was going on in ukraine and russia you know, I, I'm not gonna. I'm, 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 I'm I love politics. <laughs> I, 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 I'm in politics. Mm-hmm. However, I can remove myself from politics, and I didn't want to go out and make any statement on behalf of any everyone. But I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna let these people figure their problems out because I don't want to take sides, but they're opposite sides. So. There are two pieces in my collection that is rep of those two sides. So, but they're all a suffering. So mm-hmm. it's weird how, <laughs> you know, no one wins, you know, right, right. no one wins. Well, but that's one of the good things about artists and, and um, you know, creative people in general is that, but art, especially uh, visual arts, you can present uh, societal problems in a manner that's not uh, offensive to anyone, either side, you know, because you're not taking a side, but it, it's provocative in the sense that it forces the person trying to interpret that art to contemplate the problem at hand. If you know what uh, I mean. Co- well, of course. Uh, and let's let's go a little further. Contemplate uh, another piece in the show. Contem- 
contemplative and levitative. Yes. Yes. Those two were, again, through the process, I was like, you know, I'm trying to express something here. Like, are we, are we in a, a, a meditative state? Are we in a contemplative state? What are we doing? Are we at a higher level? Are we at a higher level or, or, or what, you know? Or are we just thinking about it? All right. Or we don't know what we're looking we, at. We yes. don't know because we're not sure. Uh-huh. And we're affected by the stimulus that can shift our narrative and just create new dimensions. Yeah. I, I am I'm very happy about the exhibit. I'm, I'm elated about the exhibit. Um, I hope people come. I hope people are elated and, and they, they take into their vision what they're seeing. I hope they buy. I hope they like so much and they purchase art. It's not just for looking. That's another thing. You know, you have a gallery and um, it's a business. And um, we would like people to go home with art also. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> but um, the images are strong, bold colors. Um, Augustine has um, a phenomenal way of painting, bold colors, layered. He, he paints in layers. You can, you can see that automatically when you're looking at the work. Um, I... Good, good stuff. Yes. Good stuff. I also, and through my collection, and after you get to know my work, there's a character that I always paint. He's not in all of my paintings. <gasps> yes. And this is the man, Mr. Nocturnal. Yes. We mm. cannot forget about Mr. Nocturnal because he has been in all of my collection thus far, and he will probably continue to be because I can't get rid of him. I can't shake him. <laughs> he shows up. He he might look a little ominous, but he really is the the guardian angel. He is that uh, omnipresent, and he is in this collection. And I'm glad that he he's there to represent. Right. He's in a piece called Rare Window. Yes, and then you know you could just imagine yourself looking out a rare window. And you... You see this image, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He's also in Sunset and Remnants of War. So he's there in some form. Omnipresent. Correct. And the collection, like I said, it is powerful. And like Sonia said, the bold colors, distorted line, layers upon layers. When people like my daughter, Alexandria, she's like, you know, my dad, you know, this painting, you don't even know what you're getting because this is like 10 paintings in one because I see him work because as you express and you unfold, it's the last piece that gives you the masterpiece. Well, Mr. Nocturnal, huh? Yeah. Yes, he's, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like a ghost or something. He, well, you know, he could be a Jumbi. We don't know. Yeah, we we don't go. know. Yeah. We don't know. Uh, yeah, because yeah. actually... Um, and I, I hope you don't mind me sharing this. I saw the process of Rare Window. And then when he finally yes. brought Rare Window, he tra- that's the one piece he traveled with yeah. um, <clears throat> yesterday for us to do the installation. I said, oh, he's here. Yeah. <laughs> so we have to change his image. Image, yes. Um, because as he started the process, um, Mr. Nocturnal was not in Rare Window. Oh. So um, we had to change his photo image. Yeah. 
You see how it unfolds? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's fabulous. Yeah, I, I know. It. Just, I love it. Uh, yeah, that you know, that, that, like I, that was uh, when I asked the, the process question. And now as we talk more, uh, you know, I'm picking up, uh, you know, getting a better understanding well, for the process. I, I'm going to share. I like Sonia's interpretation of the cock because she really nailed that that painting but the inspiration i'll tell you the cock i i was pulled up to a spot a watering hole that i frequent in st mm -hmm. thomas and i meet my friends there mm -hmm. and in the parking lot as i'm walking up to go to the restaurant you know i saw these two cocks mm -hmm. fighting mm -hmm. but they were so majestic and the mm -hmm. cock was so big and bold and strong that he kind of powered the building so i kind of was mm. like i'm gonna paint this where the cock towers over the building mm. so that was just my little inspiration how that came about too mm. so and that inspiration leads me to again interpretation yes correct led me to the cock the rooster right holding over and taking presence over the House of Representatives. Right. You know, I probably, you know, without us having this conversation and I seeing that piece as you describe it, I um, definitely would have gotten the image of there's a domination team. It was definitely, yeah. that cock was dominating yeah. that fight. No. <laughs> I don't know if it would have went into the political thing, but it's definitely about dominating... Um, it, I would have probably interpreted it as like maybe uh, an abusive father over mm. his household. Yes, that's another direction. Yeah, yes. yeah. You know, that's, I a think that's a very powerful direction mm -hmm. too. Yeah, I would have probably thought of it. That would have went with the social. You went with the political. Mm -hmm. But, you know, our experiences determine how we interpret things. So, um well, my work is, I like it. You know, I want the viewer to get what they feel. Mm -hmm. And that's, at the end of the day, I think all artists want that. And it's, it's there for you. Yeah. And I think a good, piece, a good piece of art is when different people give different interpretations because you, you see that you're forcing that person to think, you know, to, 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 to analyze. There's a plug for analyze this. And you know, so yeah. you, you know, <laughs> that's what this show does. There it's you just, go. You, it's, you it's, it's, we don't do the analysis for you, but we give you the information and hope you. You know, I, I, like when I leave the show, I always, yeah, at the end of the week, I said everything you've heard this week. Just think about it and analyze that. You know, think about it. So when 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 we get off the air, people should be saying, "Well, you know, they have these people on Kane Roots uh, Gallery on today, and." Um, you know, they were talking, and you know what? I am really like, would like to see that work myself. You know, it sounded so interesting. They want more. The appetite is wet. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, and that's what we try to do here. And and, and you've both have actually wet my appetite tremendously to the point where I am going to come see this exhibit. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I don't know if I'll make the reception, but I'm definitely coming to well, see the exhibit. Well, the show runs until December, December 8th. December 8th. So, and the gallery is a beautiful mecca at the, it's a beacon of light at the end of Company yeah. Street. And like I said, I just see, I love walking down Company Street. Mm -hmm. I see beauty. The arches, 
just the stone. I, I love it. And mm -hmm. I walk when when I take my little walks at the gallery, I mm -hmm. walk by the theater. Mm -hmm. I see life there. And, 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 you know, I'm glad you noticed that um, the, the towns, especially Christian said and Frederick said, especially along the uh, the the, um, Water the waterfront, front? right, mm -hmm. uh, as opposed to St. Thomas, mm -hmm. our architecture, we, we call them galleries, you know, but the arch, you know, the, the covered, it's, covered it's archways. Beautiful. And then that, that was originally, that architecture came out of um, necessity for rainy days. But it also makes the town walkable. Yes. You know, because if it's raining, all you got to do is Just go under the gallery. Yes. Correct. You know, yes. so yes. you're not like, um, you, you don't even have to go into a store or anything. There's a public yes. space that protects you. Yes. And, 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 you know, and that's why I say, you know, I'd really love to see that end of town um, develop well because it's such a, Christian said it's a beautiful town and it's a walkable town. And uh, I'll tell you, when I was a kid, it was way... Christianstead now is a shell of its former self. It was an absolutely bright, vibrant uh, area. There were like six hotels along the boardwalk. Uh, you know, there, there were clubs all over the place. There were, there were restaurants and the churches were vibrant. You know, um, everybody went to church and, you know, like festival time, there'd be all these... Uh, tramps and stuff to mm -hmm. the town the village was in christianstead uh we had two villages it was a vibrant town and um you know everything started moving out there built into the country but you know i would love to see the towns at least the center of town get redeveloped and uh, revitalized and 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 you know people come out even in the evening and and not just the city elements well, but, you know, we want everybody, families, to be able to come out and mm -hmm. enjoy the town at any time of the day. Yes. And, and then I want to speak about Art Thursday. Okay. Because I am a part of Art Thursday. Yes. So that begins November on the third Thursday of the month. And it will continue all the way through May. And Cane Roots Art Gallery is a part of Art Thursday oh, in, in the town. And I'm, I'm looking forward to hosting an Art Thursday Art Talk yes. during my uh, show's reign at the gallery. Yes. Um, the gallery also does, um, it's called Art Talk Thursday, oh. um, in which we feature an artist, which is very important for the community to hear from the artist. Okay, uh, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back and we're going to wrap up, and, but we're going to talk more about Art Thursday because I think that's a great thing. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we're going to more details after these messages. at Bank of St. Croix. Bank of St. Croix offers CDs for education, homes, or vacations. Bank of St. Croix has two locations, one in Gallus Bay at 340-773-8500 and one in Peter's Rest at 340-713-8500. A penalty might be imposed for early withdrawal, new money only. Funds may not be transferred from existing Bank of St. Croix accounts to CDs. Rates subject to change at any time. Fees may reduce earnings and principal. www.bankofstcroix.com Member FDIC. Sometimes you need a moment to just step back, relax, and listen to your favorite song. 
I'm Raina Duris, and on the next World Cafe, maybe I can help you find something new to love or maybe remind you of something you've been missing. There's so much music out there to enjoy. So take a moment, take a breath, and tune in to World Cafe. Weekdays at 10 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1. The Caribbean Museum Center for the Arts, CMC Arts, invites you to celebrate 20 years at 10 Strand Street, the Blue Building in West. Join us November 4th for our 20 at 10 anniversary fete. Tickets at cmcarts.org slash events. Drink in the sunset with a champagne serenade by Derry and the unforgettable cool sounds of the Eddie Russell Band keeps the evening rolling with delectable catering from Chef George Mailer's culinary artistry with the students of the complex CTCE hospitality program and a live auction hosted by the celebrated Willard John. CMC Arts 20 at 10 Anniversary Fete, November 4th. Tickets available with weekend staycation discounts from our Frederickstead Hotel partners. Join us, cmcarts.org slash events. We're back. Uh, this is Dwayne Henry filling in from Neville James to analyze this. Um, and we're here in the last segment with Sonia Dean. And um, <laughs> Augustin <laughs> Kevin Holder. <laughs> um, that's um, the Attorney General's brother. Uh, <laughs> well, we are, we are some related. Yeah. 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 There you go. I will, I, there you go. I was going to say you kind of look like him. Yeah. Uh, but a uh, good guy, great guy, one of my legal idols. But uh, yes, we were talking about revitalization and stuff. And I know the governor now has that initiative to get some of these buildings done. Of course, the two big buildings at the end of Company Street, we we know how they're owned by two different families. One is this Tomian family, and, and one is a, a local family. And uh, but you know, we've got. It, it, those buildings are beautiful buildings. You know, if they get renovated, it'd be nice. You could put something in there, a restaurant. Because as I see that whole area getting revitalized, I'm, I'm seeing restaurants. I'm seeing, you know. Cafes. Cafes, yeah. Uh, art, art, art space for uh, uh, workspace for artists. Studios. Studio yeah, studios. Space. Yes. Um, yeah, that's the residences. Word I'm for. Red uh, desks, exactly. Because... Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, it could bring the it it would bring i i don't like the word could um the artists could then be in a space where they can create leave their houses mm -hmm. and come to a studio to create right. and also provide studio space to create and living space yes and visiting they, artists yes absolutely yeah and those buildings are huge so those two buildings alone can can fill that need you know, uh, and earlier we were talking, we began to talk about Art Thursday, and I miss Art Thursday, but uh, it's coming back, right? Yeah, it it, it was in, um, it was part of last year's um, mm. calendar year, and this right. year it's back, and we have all the stores. Eight. 
all of the people who, you know, make sure that the photography is into the trifold mm-hmm. and um, making sure we pay our dues. Because, you know, you have to pay your dues in order to be part of um, an organization. Right. Um, so we're very proud to say Art Thursday will open the third Thursday of November and then it will continue through May. And that will continue to be the season. Okay. Yes. And then our gallery, um, we have started um, an artist talk. We call it Art Talk Thursday. (laughs) And that is where we feature an artist to come in to talk about their career, their process. Um, It flows fairly well. We've had um, John Jones. We've had um, Elisa McKay. Mm Mm-hmm. Nyaris Walker. We had a graduate student, a student of Nyaris mm-hmm. from the Dominican Republic. Mm. She came in and she talked about her process through graduate school. So it's taken many different roads and it's right. been very, very exciting. Yeah, that, that, that's that's uh, really great. That's uh, sort of like a, uh, a lecture series. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know, so, so you can go and learn. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I like that. <clears throat> and there will be more of that. Well, also, too, you, you want to create a, a space where it's welcoming. And the gallery, sometimes a lot of people, and, and I'm going to say that, maybe I can retract that statement. A gallery is not intimidating. It, you want it to be welcoming. And everyone is welcome, you know. So I, I like our Thursdays would foster that. And it's a good blend to create that synergy you know where people can come and be relaxed in a in a gallery environment and just be themselves and listen to uh, someone talk about their work yes yes and and their views and sometimes you will see art and you will buy art but you don't have the moment to listen to their their beliefs and their thoughts it's like mm-hmm. one day sitting down and listening to to john over fami jones mm-hmm. and john identified himself as a pan-africanist and as much as i have chatted with him mm-hmm. we had we broke bread together with yamaya and i own john's work I mm. never heard himself identified. I've never heard him identify himself mm. as a Pan-Africanist. Interesting. And um, that was really... Awesome. That was really awesome. It was very refreshing. Yes. <laughs> and, and, and to have a place where you identify. Well, Sonia, do you identify yourself as a feminist? Yes. Yes, I do. I do identify myself as a feminist. That's why I guess the piece. Yes. Um, <laughs> well, you went there. That was I, I went yes, there I because I, I figured that out after you told me that. Uh, she said, oh, she's yeah. a feminist. Yeah. I yes. that. <laughs> or, or I'm a womanist, yeah. you know, because well, that's how strongly I feel right. about those those issues. And, and that's great, you know, because like you, like we we say, too often women are underrepresented. Mm-hmm. In, in in many areas and and so the ones who are in those areas uh i encourage them to, to be as loud as and as vocal as they have to be yes so women, that we understand that you you're here you're there you're, you're not going anywhere women are also underrepresented in art 
Absolutely. Men take the forefront mm-hmm. in art. Well. Um, and galleries, I mean, museums, major institutions are now taking note. It's not that they're trying to push men out, but they know that they've been lacking. They've been lacking with the female space, and they've also been lacking in the persons of color face Absolutely. in terms of their own private collections. Mm. Yes, yes. Yes. I, 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 yes, I agree. And I think that's, that's where your gallery and you, your voice is, is strong and make a statement. Yeah, I'm not afraid. Never been. There you go. <laughs> Never been. You know? yeah, yeah. Um, it's um, Maya Angelou once said something when I, I was a teenager. She said, when you walk into a room... Mm. You walk with every kind word that a teacher has ever said to you. Wow. You walk into a room with your grandmother's words behind you. Straighten uh-huh. yourself. Uh-huh. Put your shoulders back. So when, you, when I walk into a space... I carry everybody behind me. There we go. Yeah. yeah we appreciate it. And it's like uh, my good friend, um, God rest her soul, and peace be unto her, uh, Chucky Hansen, always used to say, don't free them. No, don't free <laughs> them. No, not at all. Yeah. You know, so um, bless her and um, Hare Krishna to her. But uh, the, 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 I'm very happy that y'all are able to do this for us and you know neville i know has had you on several times and you could you basically have carte blanche to come anytime you want yeah neville, even if i'm a here great supporter right. he's just been he's been a rock yes. he's been my rock i yeah. don't know for anyone else he's he, been been my rock he's probably this is the only show that dedicates an entire no, day of the I, week i'm i'm telling to you art. he yes. is he is on point yeah neville is on point yeah. yes yeah, they're dedicated you know and that's a sports guy. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. You, you, you could start talking about New York, then Neville goes off yeah. on, you know, oh, Sonia, you were in Harlem. Yeah. And he you knows know his about, history. Oh, my he God. He doesn't know his history. Yeah, Neville was born in New York, uh, raised here. We grew up together. And then um, it's really funny because I went for part of my undergraduate school. I went to school on Long Island. I went actually to... Um, New York Tech in Old Westbury. Oh wow! And he was down the street, maybe Biggins, no. uh, I was may have been a senior, and he Cooney. was probably like a freshman. He was, or, or um, like he was down at um, Westbury. No, yes, um, CW Post. Oh, yeah, and that, that's like the other end of the street from 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 New York Tech, and that, and we didn't know that each other was there. Wow, yeah. that's Nassau County, right? Nassau yes, County. that's Nassau County. That's that's actually the the area earlier when I was talking. That's where George Santos represents that that area. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I don't know how he did that. I'm so I'm so surprised as to how that happened. <laughs> no, it's it's like extreme uh, bamboozling. He he's he got that now, Pat. You know, New Yorkers tend to pride themselves as. Savvy and you can't fool a New York and stuff like that, but hey, this guy pulled it off. So, but the good thing is that he's not an artist. So, no, no, not at all. And 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 the beauty of artists. Um, and I think what I love about art, art and artist, uh-huh. it's it's not complex. I mean, what artists create um, will have its own complexity, but I don't find that there's competition for me. I don't find competition in art because what each artist is bringing 
to the canvas mm-hmm. or to the sculpture. It's them. Yes. It's their soul that they're bringing to it. That's the same thing I was saying earlier about even about galleries that you see galleries, you know, they obviously their businesses but they seem to coexist in peace. Exactly. Yeah. There's in, no competition. In one small area, yeah. There's no competition yeah. because if somebody down the road chooses to do um, art of just only St. Croix, mm-hmm. and I choose to do art, which is what Keen Roots does, art for the Caribbean mm-hmm. and the America, joining, bridging that gap, that's what I'm doing, and there's no competition. Right. So everybody eats. Yes, every well, everyone eats. Yes, that's that's a great. Thing. And as the artist, you know, I think everyone has their own voice, and you have to, you know, develop your story and your your signature. So I think it's there's room for everyone. Yeah, and as and you know, and as you do the art walk, you know, there's sculptors uh, that they are down at the other end of the street. You'll see more uh, sculpting. Uh, um, who's down there? Uh, Hand, Michael Hand, I think, is down there. He, he's never. No, he's out at Constitution Hill, I think, now. Okay. But uh, I, th- I thought he had a store in town at one point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, you have IB Designs and these other guys yes, that do yes. jewelry. That's a, correct. There's right. different mediums. Yes. yes. Right. There's That's no competition so... in the jewelry. Right. Yeah. If you like the creations of IB, mm-hmm. you like the creations of Sonia, you mm-hmm. like the creations of Crucian Gold right. or Joya, right. those are all different creations. Absolutely. And however you choose to wear that art, you wear it proudly. Yes, yes. And, 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 and you could walk down the street and... You might buy um, a piece of jewelry or a small sculpture or whatever, and then you can come to the other end and 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 get a portrait or a yes uh, or, or a, a print, print. yeah or a print, print. Yes. right. I uh, remember uh, uh, Maria Henley. Mm-hmm. Is, I don't know if she still has the space down there, down there Sonia's and stuff, but she used to have a space there, and you could go and buy her prints and her father's prints. Yes, that's that's upstairs now. With Nicole. And oh, they moved them a little bit. Yeah. Yes, it used to be street level at one point. It's a combination studio uh-huh. where you can still get the print work. And Nicole has also a phenomenal um, jewelry. Oh, okay. Jewelry boutique that she creates work. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, well I'm going to just say nothing beats original art. <laughs> at all and, and, and I original think, art right. and I think that's one of the good things about you people is, is you know uh, talking about Mr. Holder and, and, and some of the other local artists and stuff is this is a, you, not, you guys are not copying somebody else's stuff it's not comparable to something you'll see in Illinois or whatever it's 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 unique, mm-hmm. uniquely Caribbean, mm-hmm. and I like that. All right. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. That's that's the thing. I I um, un- un- uniquely Caribbean, and the exposure of seeing the works of many other Caribbean artists. Next year, I'm I'm hoping to have the works of Stanley Graves. Stanley Graves is a Guyanese artist and oh. he's now in his 80s. Wow. So it probably might be a retrospective. So I'm working with him right now, our oh. calendar year for next year. Now, and, and I don't know what he does, but uh, I, I would presume, you know, being from Guyana, that you'd have a uh, Amerind uh, influence in some of his work. 
during during a particular series of Stanley, he used he created pottery mm-hmm. where he used old Amerindian designs, and there, there was go. a period where he did um, paintings with gold leaf. Mm. And he had images of, um, I own two of those pieces of Amerindian persons. So, um, again, Stanley is also a true Renaissance man that he never has stayed necessarily in one style over the years, but he has made many different, as Holder has talked about, many different um, themes that have built upon one after the other. And if you talk to him right now, he said if he had to do it all over again, he would work completely in woodwork. Wow. <laughs> at, at 80 years old. Could you imagine? Yeah, that's, yeah. that's funny, though, yes. because, you know, yes. yeah, that, you know he, he has this great body of work, and then, you know, but and, in retrospect, I've done it another way. Yes, yeah. yes. You'd probably get the same type mm-hmm. of work. But. You know, and I said, you know, like you said, the work... The region is so diverse. Oh my so, gosh! So you know how do we how how do we present that? It's shaped by whatever cultural legacies or heritage, or that that we take from. So the work is going to look different based Absolutely. upon your your experience. Mm-hmm. So I like that, you know, and I'm using all of this and just my frame of reference and it shapes the work that I create. You know what I'd like to see is is, is um you know the Port Authority acquire some works of local artists and I'd like to see them at the airport a little bit more. Mm-hmm. You go into Puerto Rico, uh Mundus Marine Airport and you see a lot of artworks, you know Throughout yes. the art, you know, I noticed that local artwork throughout the entire um, terminals, and uh, I would love to see more of that. I don't know. That, well, I'm be honest, I don't see any on Saint Croix. You see a lot of commercial signs and stuff like that. But I'd like to see things to inspire mm-hmm. people uh, and, and yes. make it. You and, know, art traveling. Should be, yeah, art should be all around us because yes. art brings us joy. Color brings us joy. Okay. Um, for us to see murals and those kinds of things around us. Mm -hmm. So even, I mean, I've seen pictures. I haven't been to Cartagena, but the fact that they're vibrant colors, vibrant window boxes with flowers. And and art is the same thing, you know. Art should be represented all around us. I I think that, you know, just to say airports, and I remember traveling to New Orleans, like, Exiting, they do it right. Yes, in New uh, yes, uh, Louis Armstrong Airport. Yes, yes. I, I felt really. I was like, wow, this is mm-hmm. this is like an experience. Just exiting, get into the baggage claim. You're kind of in, in. It's right there. Right. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna take a break and come back and we finish up. This is a great conversation uh, with Sonia Dean and and Augustine. I remember to said that the middle day. <laughs> Dwayne Henry on analyze this. We'll be right back. The Caribbean Museum Center for the Arts, CMC Arts, invites you to celebrate 20 years at 10 Strand Street, the Blue Building in West. Join us November 4th for our 20 at 10 anniversary fete. 
tickets at cmcarts.org slash events. Drink in the sunset with a champagne serenade by Derry and the unforgettable cool sounds of the Eddie Russell Band keeps the evening rolling with delectable catering from Chef George Mailer's culinary artistry with the students of the complex CTCE hospitality program and a live auction hosted by the celebrated Willard John. CMC Arts 20 at 10 Anniversary Fete, November 4th. Tickets available with weekend staycation discounts from our Frederickstead Hotel partners. Join us, cmcarts.org slash events. So I spent the past year trying to figure out what news design for 21st century humans might look like. One of the things that really stuck with me was that we now know that humans actually need hope to get up in the morning. And I don't think as a journalist, I ever thought about it that way. We're always looking for new and better ways to understand the world we live in. That's On Point with me, Meghna Chakrabarty. Weekdays at 1 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. The PBS NewsHour has a rich legacy of in-depth reporting and strong storytelling. Only four people have sat in that chair before us, and the enormity of this moment is not lost on me. People turn to us because they know they can hear from trusted sources of information and news. That won't change a bit, even as the faces behind the desk change. Good evening. I'm Jeff Bennett. And I'm Amna Nabaz. Weekdays at 7 p.m. on WTJX-TV, Channel 12. Yes, good morning, Dwayne Henry. We're back again. And uh, we're going to segue to our, our last uh, uh, segment here. But I want to give uh, Ken Roots Art Gallery to give that final pitch for the exhibition. Yeah, and I want to say we've been, you know, you know where we are, you mm -hmm. know what's happening. But again, I, I, I want to give. And for Soka, which was started by Norma Krager on this island many, many, many years ago. And I feel that I feel her energy, her synergy being channeled through me to be able to continue in the vision that they started. So I just wanted to say thank you to her. Thank you. And yeah. And, and, you know, that was my introduction to art as when I returned back to my back to St. Thomas, oh. the Virgin Islands, from living in New York for Great. a long time. Oh. It was, uh, again, Soka, the Society oh. of Caribbean Artists. Right. It was just a free... Uh, that was the renaissance, I think, the art renaissance that we're seeing, and it's continued to happen. Yes. So, so tomorrow, 4.30? 4 o'clock. 4 o'clock. The uh, renaissance the reception. continues. Yeah, the renaissance continues. Canewood's Art Gallery, they will be... Uh, Featuring Augustine Holder, it sounds like an intriguing uh, exhibition. So go, make sure you go out and support them in. You'll be there till November, December 8th. December 8th, okay. and, but tonight uh, the reception starts 4 p.m. until 8 p.m. Okay. Yes. So you have a window. You have a window to mm -hmm. get, get yes. down there right. and experience this fantastic show. Sounds and good. And be part of this renaissance that we're talking about here today in St. Croix. 
Okay, thank you both so much. Oh, thank you so this much. Thank you. Conversation. Yes. Right, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we we were uh, expected to have uh, Mr. Terry Blanchard on. Uh, we we're trying to transition to him. And uh, good morning, sir. Morning, how you doing? I'm doing well. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the illustrious Terry Blanchard. I'm quite honored to be here uh, interviewing you. Welcome to Analyze This. My name is Dwayne Henry. I'm filling in for Neville James. And uh, for to, as a way of introduction to the audience, you recently wrote uh, uh, an opera about our own Emil Griffith. Yes, yes. 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 And... Uh, and, you know, um, it's really weird. You don't see too many operas about sports figures. Is that correct? Yeah. I mean, you know, there's not many operas about, you know, African-Americans, period. To begin with, know? right. So, yeah, I was honored to be able to, uh, you know, take a chance and, mm -hmm. and, and write an opera about his life. And I'm glad that it's been received so well. Well, you know, we got to get up there to New York to see it. Uh, unless, uh, well, maybe one of these days they'll go traveling and, and, and come through the Virgin Islands uh, after its uh, residence in New York. Uh, a little bit about yourself. You're a pretty well-known uh, trumpeter. Uh, I played a trumpet in school, <laughs> but uh, I'm not as good as okay. you or, or your buddy uh, Winton Marcellus. I think you grew up with him, right? Yeah, we grew up together. We've been on each other since high school. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, and, and and you also, I did a little research. You also did was the the Met in New York, the Metropolitan Opera. You were the first mm -hmm. African American composed opera uh, to to compose who had composed an opera that was performed at the Met. How was that like? What was that like? It was it was an amazing it was amazing experience, but it was filled with mixed emotions because I always said while I was the first, I was never the first qualifying. Right. You know, um, they brought me they brought me a ledger while I was doing an interview <laughs> on CBS, and um, in the ledger there was uh, William Grant Still, who's a great African American composer. Oh. His name was in the book three times where he was rejected. Wow. You know, in the thirties. And uh, I just, one of the operas that was rejected, I just heard it done at Opera Theater St. Louis that the summer before I got to New York. And um, it was an amazing experience. I didn't know what the opera was because when I got there <clears throat> and I kept asking, man, what is this? This is beautiful. Uh -huh. And they kept saying, it's just Highway 1, you know, by William wow. Grant Still. And I went, wow, this is amazing. Then to go to New York and then see that it was rejected was a bit of a gut punch. Because yeah. Yeah, the comments that were written about his music were just unwarranted. But it spoke to the time, you know. Mm -hmm. And for me, you know, when people talk about me being the first African-American, I keep going back to that and I keep thinking about Paul Robeson and all of the people who have given their lives for the art form that have made, made it possible for me. So right. we were... Working on a production, we were determined to make it the best that it could possibly be. Yeah, I'm glad you you, you mentioned Paul Robeson. You know, he had to actually leave the United States 
uh, couldn't uh, yeah, yeah. Know, for politics. The, yeah, right. But that's the unfortunate thing about his life. I mean, the man was brilliant and he did so many great things. But the thing that we constantly know him for is being a communist and right. the country. Right. But there, there were so many things that that you know that was just amazing about his existence on the planet. Yeah. Well, you know that nobody can perform old man river like he could. So. <laughs> Uh, well, it's, it's, it's a lot of people's lives. That's yes, sure. it, yeah. every time I hear Pop, I, you know, I, I literally in my head hear him singing it, and uh, it's, it, it had an absolutely amazing voice, and yes. um, and 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 you know, a lot of people don't realize he, you know, he was an accomplished opera singer, of course, and also sang in Italian and stuff. He, he was brilliant, man. I mean, not only was he an accomplished opera singer and he sang in many languages, but he was a historian. Yes. Know? And um, he was a guy that really changed a lot of people's lives, changed a lot of people's opinions about who we were, as, who we are as a people, you know, and was one of the major, major artists of that time. Yes, he was. Know? So, yeah, I mean, he was a, a huge success. And... Just to think to go through all of that and to be shunned away from your own country is still, you know, a, a, a bit of a shock to the system when you put it all together, uh -huh. you know. But those were the times that we were living in. And, you know, to to this day, man, I think about all of those guys, even my, my composition teacher, Roger Dickinson, Hale Smith, you know, Howard Swanson, all of these great African-American composers who the general public doesn't know. And it's a shame because... They all of those guys really had had a hand in shaping what modern music is. Right, right. You know that, like you said, we we stand on their shoulders. Uh, the exactly. you know, like Atlas, and they, they didn't shrug like Atlas did. Uh, they, you know those right. guys, they 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 stood strongly uh, to to, to yeah. help us get where we are. People like yourself. Uh, well, you know, when it came to writing champion, man, you know, I went back to my composition teacher, Roger Dickinson, uh -huh. you know, just, you know, whenever I had big events in my life, I always called him and talked to him. And, uh, you know, I remember him saying, you know, um, trust your training. And I was a little bit nervous about that, but the story of Emil itself really helped drive the story drive the music and create the music you know he was an incredible figure to me and you know i really wanted to do the opera because you know i'm, I'm i remember the first time i won an award a major award uh -huh. man i turned to my wife and i grabbed her and i gave her a kiss and i went up on the stage and accept and accepted my award and i started to think about emil how he became welterweight champion of the world but couldn't celebrate that openly with somebody that he loved right that, oh you know, that broke my how do you, how how did you why did how did you decide to to write an opera about Emil Griffith? Well, that was that was the main thing. You know, I was I've been a big fight fan. Oh, okay. Know, my best my, my best friend was uh, was a heavyweight champion. His name is Michael Bent, and he was the one he beat Tommy Morrison for the title. Mm, okay, okay. And, uh, he was the one who had told me about uh, Emil and. Um, and he kept telling me, he said, man, Emil was a sweet dude. He was a really sweet dude. And I never got a chance to meet Emil. You know, he was uh -huh. he was living in the home right. while, we were, while we were working on the opera. But I got a chance to meet his son, Louise, you know. And then I got a chance to meet Benny Perret Jr. Um, and it was a very, it was a very powerful story, 
to me that one that had to be told because, you know, it, he he never meant anybody any harm. You know, he was an accomplished fighter, a guy who didn't want to box initially. You mm-hmm. know, yeah. but he he saw it as a means of survival and became welterweight champion. That's a miraculous wow. thing. Yes, and, and not, not only that, he, he I think he still has the record for being a five-time world champion. I'm sorry, he still has the but record, the, for, the record for being a five-time world champion. I don't think oh, anybody oh, else probably, has done that. I, probably. I, I, uh-huh. I don't believe he could have been a six-time world champion, right. you know, but I think the, the death of Benny Perret really shook him. I mean, when you look at some of the fights that he had after that, uh-huh. You know, he 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 pulled Benny Perret in a corner, and if you look at the fights after that fight, when uh-huh. his opponent would back into a corner, he wouldn't follow. Right. You know, so you, you know, it had a powerful impact on his on his life. Absolutely. You know, when you uh, you know taking a, a life is is is, is, is right. uh, You can't describe it unless you've done it. Um, but it, it must be a, a tremendously um, life changing experience. Well, not only taking the life, taking the life for somebody that was your friend. Yes, that too. You know, yeah, they used to yeah. play, bas- play yeah. basketball together. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, those guys always would, you know, say salacious things at a at a at a weighing weigh mm-hmm. in because, you know, they were trying to get a psychological edge on their on their opponent. Absolutely. And they both fought twice before, and each of them won a fight. So, Ben Benny was really trying to find a way to, you know, to to get in the head of Emil. Mm-hmm. You know. So, I mean, it wasn't like they were adversaries or hated each other. No, they were people who knew each other and respected each other. Right. A lot of people fail to realize that in um, in, in, in athletic competition, especially in individual um, sports like tennis or, or boxing, yeah. that these guys are buddies. But, you know, when they go on the field, you know, they think, you know, I'm an attorney and you know, it's the same thing in our um, field. You know, when we go to court, we, we're vicious <laughs> with each other. But um, after that trial, you know, I could go have a drink with you. Yeah, I know. I've I've seen it with lawyer friends. <laughs> yeah, and people it freaks people out because they go like, "Really?" And you go, "Hey, that's just that's my job, man. This is my buddy." Right. Yeah. So so uh, right. the the show. Uh, Emil, that that opened uh, earlier this year, right? That the the opera. Uh yeah, yeah, it opened earlier this year at the, at the Met. It ran for for eight uh, eight or nine shows, uh-huh. and it was extremely successful. We were really happy with it. Yeah, and it was about the eighth production of it. We'd, it's been, you know, it started in St. Louis. You know, it it went to Washington D.C. It went to New Orleans. It went to San Francisco. and went to. Uh, Montreal, Canada, mm. and uh, I'm forgetting a couple of places where it's gone. So it's it's done pretty well. Yeah, but you know, of course, um, the opera world, the Metropolitan Opera in New York is is like it's like they say, uh, you're a good singer, but you never played Carnegie Hall, you know. So if you, when you play the Met, it's sort of like an arrival. I know you're a oh, humble yeah. guy, but I, I'm give you, trying to give you some props here. <laughs> no, I appreciate I, pre- I appreciate that, you know. And but but here's the thing about it too: it's not it's not just an arrival for me, but it's an arrival for a lot of those African American young singers who don't really get a chance to display their full talents all the time. You know, um, one of the things that I, I I learned, which I should have known, 
is that most of those young singers, they come from the church or they sing R&B or they sing, you know, jazz before they become opera singers. And when they become opera singers, they're told to throw all of that away, you know, and, mm -hmm. and put it aside. And become so, Italian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, basically, or German or, you mm -hmm. know, French. And the thing about it is that with modern operas, you know, especially the stuff that I'm doing, you know, I'm telling them all, look, man, bring all of that back to what it is that we do, because it's really relevant to telling the stories that we're telling. And, you know, in, in doing that, man, all of these vocalists and performers have, have, have taken the challenge and taken ownership of the piece. You know, it, it's, it's not my opera anymore. You know, they'll, those guys are really doing a great job molding and shaping these characters. Right. Yeah. We, we, we appreciate that, of course. And we'd love for it to come down here to the Virgin Islands. Uh, we got about, would, a, about a minute would, left if you could tell us some more. You know, just speak for you. No, I, I would love for it to come down there. You know, um, I mean, that's really where it belongs, you know. And, and I was down there playing with a. Chucho Valdez and I got a chance to see the Mocha Jimbies. Oh, rehearse. so you have been here. That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. And I got a chance to see them rehearse in the park, man. And there's a couple of scenes where we could have used them in New York. <laughs> man, I wish I'd have, I wish I'd have met those guys before we started the production in New York, because I would have tried to find a way to bring them to wow. bring them there to the production. Yeah, that would have been great. That would have been great because that would have brought the his his cultural side to the to yes. the uh, thing. And we, and we have it in the opera. I mean, we, you know, we, we, we try to bring, to show all the sides of him. One of the things that I wanted to make sure we did that, you know, we showed the work ethic of what it was like to be a fighter. Cause most right. people don't get it. You know, they think the guys just uh -huh. jump in the ring and throw their hands around. But right. man, it's, it's a serious, they call it the sweet, the sweet science for a reason. Yes. Thank you so much, uh, Terry Blanchard. I'm a big fan of your music, of course. And, uh, we gotta go. Uh, the producer, or rather, the composer of the, the um, Emil Griffith opera, Emil. Thank you very much, and come back thank to the Virgin Islands soon. I would love to. Thank okay, you. take care, sir. Okay, bye. The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. The Caribbean Museum Center for the Arts, CMC Arts, invites you to celebrate 20 years at 10 Strand Street. The Blue Building in West. Join us November 4th for our 20 at 10 anniversary fete tickets at cmcarts.org slash events. Drink in the sunset with a champagne serenade by Derry and the unforgettable cool sounds of the Eddie Russell Band keeps the evening rolling with delectable catering from Chef George Mailer's culinary artistry with the students of the complex CTCE hospitality program and a live auction hosted by the celebrated Willard John. CMC Arts 20 at 10 anniversary fete November 4th. Tickets available with weekend staycation discounts from our Frederickstead Hotel partners. Join us, cmcarts.org slash events.